What's going on, guys? Rich Butler here. Happy New Year, and welcome to the first episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade for 2019. Before we jump into the interview for this episode, just a couple of announcements. Uh, first and foremost, I know that our publishing schedule has been a little off. Uh, within the next two weeks, we're going to be releasing shows still bi-weekly, but we're going to be releasing them on Tuesdays. Usually we would release them Saturday or Sunday, either overnight Saturday to Sunday or overnight Sunday to Monday. But I figured that Tuesday is just a nice, easy day where it will allow me to record interviews in advance like we've been doing, but also give me more time to edit uh, in the midst of everything else that's going on. So episodes will be released on Tuesdays going forward. I also wanted to thank all of you that have taken the time to check out Toys and Tech of the Trade on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. I appreciate each and every one of you, as well as those of you that have been checking out the shows on the RageWorks Network. Uh, one other thing I did want to mention, if you haven't already, please take a moment and rate the show on iTunes. We would really, really appreciate it. Just helps for, you know, a little social proof, allows us to book other guests, etc. So definitely any help that you can provide with a review would be greatly appreciated. Last but not least, as always, any of the items talked about in these interviews, uh, links for them will be in the show notes. They may be affiliate links, as always, full transparency. If you buy something using one of those links, we receive a small commission. Of course, this does not impact the amount that you pay for the item, but the commission that we receive allows us to buy better equipment and make continued improvements to RageWorks to give you guys the best content possible. With that out of the way, a little bit about this week's guest, the RageWorks Creator Series continues, and we sit down with our very own Jay Santi. Uh, Jay Santi came into the RageWorks family initially as a writer for MyTakeRadio.com, and later on as a wrestling correspondent, and then from there we decided to get into podcasting. Jay actually um, had launched his regular season sports cast. And after I retired my take radio and particularly the wrestling show for my take radio, I asked him if he had any interest in doing a solo wrestling podcast. Fast forward to almost a hundred episodes and Jay is going strong hosting not only the regular season sports cast, but Turnbuckle Tabloid as well alongside Olski. Jay also handles production duties for uh, Josie's Boys, Call Me When It's Over show, and much more. We're going to sit down, chop it up, and find out what are the toys and tech that Jay Santi uses, not only to create content, but just to make his life a little easier. Without any further ado, let's turn it over to Jay Santi on this episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade. All right, as we continue our RageWorks Creator Series, the next guest on the list is our very own resident wrestling expert, the incomparable Jay Santee. What's going on, Jay? How are you? 
You know, it's funny because I I'm always on the opposite end of the of these interviews. I'm I'm always on one side. I've been doing this for going to be four years. Yeah, I'm gonna say that I think I've maybe been interviewed maybe once in that four years. Maybe I'm thinking. I, I mean, I wouldn't even consider that interview. I think it was just somebody who just wanted me to, to crack jokes on their show. But yeah, this is awesome to be on the other end. Great. <laughs> you know, Jay Santi's uh you know, his, his origin story is interesting. He um you know, we 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 had some mutual acquaintances and our passion for wrestling uh connected us and then Jay came on board writing, writing turned into podcasting, podcasting turns into the man having essentially three shows under his belt, possibly a a fourth and you know loads of social media he's got to work on juggling a, a full-time job it's it's tremendous man first off you know how do you do it um i feel myself with a lot of ambition and um beer and wine whenever i get a chance to it it, it, it motivates me through it they, but, no, but the other thing is too it's like it's um I've always, I've always wanted to do things creatively, but I always had that outlet. I, I, I performed when I was, I was a kid. I loved being in theater. I used to do stuff, uh, extra work for movies here and there in high school. And then in my early twenties, then I, I, I used to teach here and there and, and after school programs and other programs and stuff with being in, in the theater field and drama and all that stuff. And I always wanted to find a vehicle for me and writing was another thing that I enjoyed. So, you know, these days when fast forward to, to you know, 2018 and you, you've been gracious enough to give me the opportunities and the lane to do, I just started thinking about doing different things. You know, it, it became, you know, the regular season forecast turned into simple tabloid, simple tabloid opened up the door to our, our, our resident artist and pop culture specialist, the culture cast himself, Josie's voice coming when it's over. And, you know, and, and it became a vehicle to me and I was like, it, it just didn't seem like work. It just was, it was, it's fun. And it's, it's what I've been wanting to, to do for the longest. I always tell people, I'm always late to the party, but whenever I show up, I turn it up. So that that's just what it is. Where did you, where did you draw inspiration from? You know, who were, who are some of your, some of your heroes, some of the people that, that kind of gave you a blueprint to to approach this because the the beauty of of podcasting is you know we draw inspiration from wherever we get um you know ideas from and some people they do more talking head larry king other people like to do um a little bit more uh open table but you're you're different in the sense that you have a variety of things that you're a fan of and i actually am leading to exactly what exactly that but the other thing is that you've created your own style out of it so give us give us a little bit of background on you know who inspires you and where do you what inspiration do you draw from those particular people i've always been um it's funny because even as a kid my mother said i've always been like a nosy kid and i've always been able to hold conversations with people who are way older than me and i, I would sit around while my mother would have parties or her friends were hanging out and I'll be, you know, nine, 10, 11 years old, having conversations with 30 year olds. And it, it always captivated them that I was so able to, to comprehend what, what they were talking about. What, you know, I was uh, probably a little bit mature than I should have been, but also I was also very interested in what it was like to be an adult. And a lot of times too, 
I would watch early on, and it's hokey to say, but I was, I, I would, you know, I would stay up late and watch Johnny Carson or, or, Let, or Letterman. And uh, I was always fascinated by people just going on there, especially the early Carsons. It was weird because, like, they, they, it was always like they were friends and they knew each other and it, it just seemed so carefree. And it wasn't until later on that I, I was flicking the channel uh, on the on the radio dial after, you know, listening to New York's Hot 97 for too long, it gives you a headache. I got to, I was listening to uh, uh, Howard Stern and Stern was the guy that I was like, holy shit, like this guy, this guy could make the, 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 the local delivery man a celebrity. And I was always, I was always captivated by how he was able to do that. And I, I, I listened to the way he just spoke. He never spoke over the listener's head. It didn't seem like he was talking down to anybody. Well, he talked down to people, but you know, not not in that sense. But I was I, I was fascinated by that. And piece by piece, I started listening to other guys. You know, I would I would listen to um, in the afternoons like Opie and Anthony later on, uh, and even sports. It was like the Dan Patrick's, the uh, the Mike and the Mad Dogs. Like I, I I would hear these guys, and I often said I can do that, but you just never have that ability. It's funny because even to this day, I my, my boys. When we growing up, and, and they they see what I'm doing now, and they hear they hear the podcast, and they always go like, "You were, you've been doing this since you were younger. Like it was because we were teenagers. You were always able to crack people without them even knowing that you were cracking them. You can break them down, and and you'll make them at ease in a conversation. And you would do it quick. And I was just like, uh, I, I I guess I just found my outlet in my niche now where I can do it. Well, you know, it, it's it's interesting. You you talk about Carson Letterman. Um, you know, between those two, and and I'm only doing this not not to create a debate, but more so, who who out of those two do you feel was the more the more competent interviewer? And I ask because some people have, and I and I feel it's a generational thing, especially because I've you know I watched old Carson, I watched Letterman, then now you know the the new younger generation gets you know Fallon, Seth Meyers, and as I watch all of them, I see. I see the that they drew inspiration from those guys, but there's always a debate about who was able to just break down a guest better. I feel that Carson was able to make it more entertaining, but Letterman was able to get more out of them. Right. I could I could say the same. I I, I could agree with it, but I also think that when it came to sharper, more edgier wit, I always enjoyed Letterman. And, oh yeah, he uh, was a bastard when he wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Because Carson was very, um, he was more physical when it when he came to his expressions after someone made a you know every a, a, a risque kind of comment or, or or some type of innuendo, and just his facial expression would just light up an audience. Where Letterman was very quick, sharp tongued. He he knew an exact quick retort to say right after, which I I've always been keen to do as well. But when it came to, you know, the, the groundbreaking of it as well, I, I always looked at, at Carson and even Letterman would, be, would say that you know, he, was, he was the blueprint. He was the guy that laid out the, the you know, everybody would say the Steve Allens or the, the, uh, the uh, earlier uh, Ernie Kovacs kind of guys. But it was Carson that actually did it. How do you feel about Leno? I'm like an, an 77-year-old man right now. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, those nuances are, are, are part of the reason why we do this stuff, you know, to get that get that nitty-gritty people want to know, you know, especially if, if someone is just starting out and they're listening to this to draw inspiration. They'll be like, oh, man, maybe I need to watch, 
you know, maybe, yeah, and this sounds just so weird. Maybe I need to YouTube some, some old Carson stuff, you know? I know. Let me tell you the other day, I really, and this is what I do. You know, people actually, have you seen this show? Have you seen this, you know, this TV show? Okay. So I'm really like, no, because a lot of times I'm either on YouTube or I'm on a website and I'm looking up older stuff. I'm looking at, you know, stand-ups, even that, you know, that's another venture that I'm looking to do soon. But that's another thing that's going on. That I'm looking at those as, as, you know, examples that not only that I can use, but I, you know, I give it to my, you know, my, my co-host, old skin host, Maddie, and, you know, guys, you know, check out this, you know, watch this. And this is the way that, that, we need to start relating and, and, and discussing stuff with not only with each other, but, but also with people we're interviewing. I said, this is, this is the kind of dialect because I've always hated that point and click kind of um, conversation. Everything's copy and paste kind of. Yeah. And very so, generic. Uh, where you're from. It's always been so hokey for me. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I kind of, you know, I for this particular podcast, I like to do, you know, kind of the origin story, uh, the gear, then the hot seat, and then, you know, the, the, the co- toy conversation comes in there at, you know, piece by piece. That's why I like to call it, you know, and you actually helped me coin it, you know, some assembly required because that way people right. understand, <laughs> people understand. But, well, you know, it, it was funny because as you were saying that I had, I had asked you about, um, you know, Jay Leno, you know, Jay Leno, how do you feel about Leno and his contributions? And do you feel that he was a guy that kind of borrowed too much at times because that, that's one person who, whenever he was on my screen, I'm like, Oh, this, this, this guy, you know, how, how, where, where does he, where does he fit for you? Especially in terms of, you know, uh, you drawing inspiration. Did he bring anything to the table or were you one of those people that was just not a fan of his either? Not for me. I wasn't a fan of his. I mean, I, I, I read the lay ship and I watched the, the, the movie as well. And, um, the only thing that I can and I can admire and take away from him was his hustle, his his drive to get where he wanted to get to. And it, although it was cutthroat, he did a lot of backstab, especially him and his, his manager at the time did a lot of stuff that you know weren't very ethical to other to other individuals. But he went and he knew exactly what he wanted, and he went and got it. And then once he got it, he didn't want to let it go. One guy that I really wanted to see get that chair and he got it for a couple of months and they didn't let him ride was Conan. I was a big Conan fan as well. I enjoyed watching um, um, Conan. I, I even watched Jay. I watched Dave at once it came out at 1130. Then I switched to, to Conan after when, then when Conan got it, it was like a great thing. And, you know, to see that it, it just left his hands the way it did, it's like it really, really put a real uh, uh, Bad light, even though there was already one with Jake for me already, but it was real negative light after that shit. It was like, wow, what a real sleaze back he, he was for that. I remember that. That was like, that was some real politicking at, at that point. And it's weird too, because when it was all said and done, Conan ended up carving out his own niche, which is crazy. He, he did a niche within a niche by doing, you know, the traveling documentary stuff. Um, I, I believe. I, I went to a, to a screening actually. It was weird when he did the, uh, the when he went to Cuba right, and I was, right. I was just blown away. And I said to myself, I'm like, this dude took the, the, the typical, Oh, I'm going to sit in the chair and, 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 you know, have X, Y, Z celebrity come here and cut a couple of jokes and we'll laugh and that's it. And he turned it into something completely, completely different. I mean, this is a guy that's embraced like Comic-Con and geek culture and he does all this stuff. I mean, He's the only he's the only talk show host that has like twelve different pops, <laughs> based on different personas that he's been at Comic Con. 
Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and then you know, this is this is a guy who you know he's a he's a, a Ivy League educated. He wrote for you know he wrote for uh, Saturday Night Live, and he you know he he this he, he was prepared to take over this role and wanted to do stuff that you didn't see much at late night at that 11:30 slot, you know and. When Jay first came out, Jay had a tough time, tough time coming out as well. You know, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't slaying them. Hell, both he and Dave were getting slaughtered by Nightline, you know. And then all of a sudden, he gets that one interview with the uh, the, the the woman, the, the prostitute, with, that, with um, Hugh Grant, and with Hugh Grant, and that's what skyrocketed him. That's what took him over the place. And 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 I, I felt really bad for Conan. I mean, like, to this day, I watch Conan whenever I get the chance to. I, 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 love, I love Conan. I love when he has a bit, and I love especially that he said the geek and stuff. He does stuff with video games and everything. Yep. So, um, and he, he seems to me, he always seems like a big kid. And that's, and that's another thing, too, that he always seems like smart. Another one that's very witty, very sharp, but he seems like he's just a big kid. And so that's a guy that's a shame that never really got the opportunity. But hey, it's already been, what, what 10, 12 years that he's been on TBS and, and still there. Yeah, he's actually, um, strangely enough, he's switching his show, I believe, to a half-hour format. Um, I think that I think that's. I always tell people that you sometimes an hour for certain shows can be it'll drag. Yeah. What do you think so of I, uh, I the think new guys? A good format for him. What do you think of the new guys? Um, I like Fallon. I've always liked Fallon. Fallon's another old kid that he's another one that's like a big kid. He's uh all right, he's really he's he's like he's exciting. He um he's in touch with, with pop culture. And it was just weird because that eleven thirty slot used to be really for the elderly, you know, that, that old yep. demo, the forty five to eighty year olds who are going to sleep. And now you're finding that kids are you know, that's the the day we live in. Dude, you know, how the hell am I watching Fallon? Family. I'm like, yo, I never watched any of this stuff, and I'll end up watching like a bit of his. There's always a bit of his that I end up liking, and I end up watching it. Yeah, it also helps that he's a wrestling fan too, so he's always having like WWE. Yep, absolutely. But you know, and that's the other. And the other thing is with um, Kimmel as well. Kimmel is a is a kid that uh, I I find him to be, although you know, um, Corbert is supposed to be the, the the elder statesman. These days, I find that Kimmel is just a little, he's, he's coming off a little bit more older. Absolutely. He's like the elder statesman because he's been doing it for so long. And he touches a lot of real stuff. Like sometimes he'll just open yeah. a show real dry about something that just happened in the news. You know, like like he he has no problem. And that's something I feel he's he, he's very strong with is that he'll he'll open it up and let's say, you know, there's a mass shooting or something terrible. He'll open up. He'll be it, it won't be no laugh track. No, he'll be like, listen. You know, half an hour ago, this and this and this happened. It sucks. Uh, we're going to cut some jokes. We're going to have a few laughs, try to lighten the mood. But let's remember this and this and this happened. And, it, it, dude, without fail. Yeah, it reminds me of um, uh, my, my roommate, a.k.a. my mother. She um, <laughs> she she DVRs both of them. She'll, she'll watch um, Corbett and then she'll go and she'll watch Kimmel. And it's all, and I, I, you could always be grateful to to having technology to say about, about you know doing they able to do this because you know you couldn't do it back in the days. You had to either watch one or the other, and and, and it, it's like now now nobody could really complain. Everybody could say, "Oh, ratings are this, ratings are that." 
people are watching you in doses anyway now. They're watching yep. you, you know, on on going viral. You're, YouTubeable you're bits. YouTubeable. <laughs> like, it's like everybody, you're being seen. You're good. Yep. It, well, you know, it, it's it's interesting because that that takes us into into the the aspect of you getting into podcasting. It's it's crazy how when you and I were growing up, it's like. You remember the commercials Apex Technical School, and you'd have to go yeah, to, right? you'd have to go and and if you want to be a sound engineer, you know, or or Boricua College, like you know, you know yeah. all, the, all all the stuff. And now it's like you watch a couple of videos, you read a couple of articles, boom, 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 and you're off to the races. I mean, we went from having to learn a whole bunch of complex stuff to plug in a, a USB microphone and hit record. I mean, you know, there's free software out there. Every there's ways to learn. It's crazy because when when you started doing it, I was just like, and you were a quick study. It was like, I'm like, all right, Jay, this is what you do with this and this and this. And before you know it, you were cutting up your own shows and you were you were doing edits. And um, you know, it it's it's become tremendous. I mean, when when you started, if I remember correctly, you were recording with Audacity, right? Right. Yeah, you know, and just right. a just a regular microphone, a a pretty I think it was a a, a pretty early bare bones mixer to start. And you mm-hmm. were just cranking them out doing doing uh Jay started actually doing uh the regular season sports cast as the first one and um you were you took to it, man, like 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 a fish in water. Oh, it's too funny. I remember sitting there and I had I was I was working with two laptops. Yep. <laughs> uh piecing and wiring everything together. Uh, and I would have to do this a couple of times where I had to lug everything to uh, my co-host at the time to his place, and then have to rewire everything again, put the, put things together, and and the first episodes were just so bad. I even go back to and I laugh at it. To where we've come to now with you know with how Turbo Tablet and Call Me When It's Over and TRS is not how it's getting cranked out. To, you know, especially thanks to you with the rig that was hooked up, hooked up here. It's funny because now it it goes to, you know, I didn't I, before I didn't really know about how to do them, where the levels were at, sound checking. Uh, yep. If I wanted to do a bit, how was I going to be able to do an overlay of my voice with this music that's in the background? Uh, how can I chop up? It, it, it took, and which I, I think a lot of people don't understand that it's it's work. Like it really is work. To, to sit down, you know, take a couple of hours from your day. You know, you don't have to be in front of the TV watching um, whatever anime is on. If you really want to do this, you got to sit down and, and, and get on the tools and, and learn how to, you know, chop through this. And, you know, there was times I would click and go, oh, I didn't know I could do that. And I'll click, click, click. And I go, oh, okay, this is make it easy. Oop, oop, oop. And I'm like, oh, all right. And, it, you know, you got to figure out if you're going to really want to do this, that you got you to gotta hone it in and, and, and knuckle down and get on, and get on it. Yeah, I think I think that that's one of the one of the bigger things, and and you know with with, with Jay Jay went from as I was saying he started with just a a regular setup. Now he essentially has his own podcast studio in his 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 in his place, and and the crazy thing is that now people come over to record with you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Now now they you know because they see they see the sweet setup. It's funny because huh, we would go live on. Um, uh, on Facebook or on Instagram, whatever it came to be, and people would just see the rig, like not even the, the rig now, the, the, my early setup. And, and someone made a comment and it was like, "Oh, you guys, are, you guys are cheap." And then that following week, everything went up with the new stuff and everything. And 
No one said anything. Everybody was just quiet. And, and I was like, thanks for inspiring us. And I just left it like that. But even so, like you said, they all come, you know, they see what it is and they know now it's like, okay, I think we can start taking these guys a little bit more serious now. And man, it's been, it's been a long, it's been a long time coming. Yep. I mean, you know, the, the, and you know, the, the, it's important because you also, you went from using audacity, then you started using Hindenburg journalists, which, you know, it's crazy. A lot of people sleep on that because they, you know, everybody, everybody gets into this. And you and I talked about this at length with podcasting about how, listen, you got to get past that 10 episode hump and then you know what time it is. And you, you know, your, your skill level, you graduated from doing audacity to doing Hindenburg and, you know, I you I, I believe you you even got your daughter involved like learning this stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm slowly but surely that I'm getting her involved in it. Like I, I told her because now she's opening up that she wants to do a little bit more of theater stuff for her as well. She's, I guess she wants to follow in daddy's footsteps in some weird way. Of course, she wants to do it around. I told her, I said I could see you in the next year or so bringing your friends over and you guys getting on YouTube and starting to get on to do some of this stuff. And she smiled and she gave me a look like, yeah, I, I, I think I can do this as well. But it's funny you bring up Audacity because I um, I remember the troubles we used to have early on with Audacity. You know? Yep. We would have, uh, you know, files were corrupted and, and things like that. And I was like, crap, this is, if only like this thing would update. <laughs> like, it's the same, the same. Yeah, so was... you put me on to Hindenburg and that, um, that was an eye opener. That program was like, oh, Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, thank you. The the thing is, you know, some people when they get into this man, and this is the other thing too, they put their money in the wrong place. You know, yo, right. let me let me get you know two hundred and fifty dollar microphones, and let me get you know the hundred the hundred and fifty to three hundred dollar mixer, and it's like, listen, that all of that goes out the window if you can't tell a story and you can't entertain, and that's one thing that you were perfectly comfortable with when i told him like listen it's gonna start off slow you gotta gain some traction and then before you know it, you'll have your own audience and when you don't put stuff out they'll be the ones checking you because they actually believe in what you're doing yeah it's funny because i was i was speaking to someone who's uh who was podcasting as well he's been doing it as long as, uh, as i have and he was still on audacity for a while and you know that's just they just had an update probably like a blast eight months, nine months ago, something yep. like that. And it, it runs it runs, it runs better. But he you know, before he was having the same troubles, I thought, dude, you've been doing this for a minute, man. You you gotta try this program. This is what help you out much, much you're not gonna have the same problem. And he started using it. He's like, yo, Jay, good looking out. Yo, <laughs> he's like, yo, great. I don't have the same I don't have that issue anymore. And I think, like you said, it takes it takes time and people don't understand the grind and 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 Josie's boy always he always states it. It's that it's, it's about the journey, about the progress. You know, people want to be have that that that, that quick fame, and it doesn't work that way. You know, so, you know, sometimes you know, getting that fifteen minutes of of fame could could go away as fast as you got it. Uh, I, I I even even to this day, even when I talk to to Maddie about everything, I said, dude, I love chipping away because it's it's like you're building the, the bigger masterpiece. That's, it's like the the David of of, of of podcast, and you're about to make a big statue that nobody that nobody thought you can do. So right. I, I think you know, I, I, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta put in that work. How do you how do you prep for for your shows? There are people that they do pen and paper. I use uh, me personally. You know, I'm, I, 
I use Microsoft OneNote or my phone. How, you know, walk us through your your show prep process. Like, what goes into making uh, a, a turnbuckle tabloid or a TRSS episode? I used to. I remember we used to. I showed that a few times. I had a notebook, and anything that I saw on social media or I'm watching the news or something, I would jot down in this notebook. And um, it became a thing to where I had like three books already filled by by like. About like a year, wow. and I, I still kept it for sentimental value, but it, it was just a thing to where it just became too much for me. Then uh, what happened was is I started just using taking notes on my phone, and whatever I didn't, whatever I used or didn't really need, I was just deleting get it out the way. So these days, it's uh, especially for Terminal Tablet, we have our segment on Wrestling Rundown. That's uh, that's that's a, that's the part in which uh, Maddie takes over. That's the old skeet part. You know, that's what I, I tell him. I always say before, I'm the Howard Stern to my Robin Quivers, and that's where I get that from. That that's his segment, and I just yep. ride along with him. So he's he's in charge of keeping notes. And early on, he was like, "Man, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this." And it wasn't until he finally started listening, he was like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." I was like, "Yeah, this is why." So that's what his prep is. As for anything else that we do for the show, I um uh, I just do a tons of, of research i just if i see a topic like this week's topic was um is the bullet club over yep you know is that is, is, and and that associates the importance of factions in wrestling so i just did you know a lot of research of, of where avenues of, of of factions have come and gone where where um sales you know where, where a big sales can be at and, and such like that it, it's all about taking notes email sometimes i even email myself Oh yeah! Reminder. Nice. Or I message my yeah, or I even message myself as a reminder, and I put it on the calendar. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. And I tell you know, and of course I have, I have to tell Oski that this is what it is that that we need to do. I'm also impressed by uh, Josie's boy. He comes in and he has his book. He has his uh, organizer, and it's funny because he'll have tons of notes, and usually he's ready to go and rip, and he won't even go through half of it because he'll he'll take it to such another place which I you know you gotta admire that a lot of people can't do. Yep. That he'll look at his book at the end of the show and go, Oh shit, I didn't even get to do this. <laughs> but that that's that's what you're supposed to do. You just can't sit there and go, Well this week we're gonna be talking about uh uh uh, uh what you call it uh, uh racks in wrestling. What, what do you call a ring rat? Like you gotta you gotta you gotta do the research. You gotta put it down in paper or wherever it is that you can remember to, that you're gonna get it from. The um you know, it's interesting you mentioned that with wrestling in particular, you know, there's so many, you know, the dirt sheets, everything else. It's it's always interesting, though, because we all we all have our our sources. So, you know, as a little little hat tip, who are who are your favorite sources? Who do you see yourself going to when you want to get real information? I You know, a lot of people always like to talk about, even though they clown them sometimes, you know, Dave Meltzer being on, on ahead of the game with that. Oh. No, 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 exactly. But but I bring him up because oddly enough, you know, for 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 every swing and a miss that he has, sometimes he does have that inside track. So you know, I, just for to you know add a little add a little weight weight to the interview. It you know who do you, who do you who do you like to reference? Who do you like to visit? You know, are you a uh, you know some people like Raja WWF or or Eleven or I used to um. It's funny because Melta, I said I can't stand him, but you got you go to him anyway because with me it's always 
a, you know, I take it as a counterpunch. I can always take what, what he says and then go here. Yep. I, 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 I used to go, you know, Wrestling Inc. used to be my big thing. Wrestling Inc. is always, that was, I used to write. Oh, man, them, yeah. Yeah, I would write to them emails. When I used to uh, write for, uh, when, when I would write for Rageworks, I would send him links to our site. And I'd also send him, you know, some insight that I would know about uh, House of Glory with with Red and my stuff here and there, and any other promotion that I go to, and, and you know, I would just send him stuff to, you know, just give him some 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 heads up of what's going on, especially out here, because in, in the New York City area, you know, the indie scene wasn't really getting too much love at that time a few years ago. You know? I feel it's but still kind of not like there's not a de facto New York based indie indie hub. You know, yeah, it's not, but it's 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 also things to where it's coming little by little. Everybody started to 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 believe that they could have their own promotion or their own fed, and you start seeing the rises and the falls at the same time. But yep, the outlet of it was never nobody really understood to where 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 are you gonna get the info from, where are you gonna get the news from. So you have like wrestling, you have uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I I picked up a Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine the other day. So because they had the top five of uh, the top 500 um, wrestlers, yep. the, the PWI 500, I picked it up. And sometimes I'll still do it. Uh, and the one thing that I don't like doing on Turnbuckle Tabloid is I hate to report rumors. I don't really like, I don't really like doing rumors, I, especially like when they're really outlandish, whenever, you know, Maddie will do the, the, the news and he, he'll put a rumor up there. I even, made up a character so that he could be like a gossip columnist for it because it, I wasn't, I'm, I'm not a rumor guy. I, I like to be at least something that's more mainline to a possibility rather than just, uh, you know, the Stephanie McMahon says that she's getting to the ring one more time. I'm, I'm not, no, I, I like, I like stuff that is it, hopefully concrete. You like factual, <laughs> actual. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I like to do that. Like anything else is just like, like come on, are you serious? Let's be for real. Like, who, who do you want it? But it's so funny to talk about though. What's um you know you it all it all the the genesis of Turnbuckle's tabloid came off the off the heels of the regular season sportscast and the funny thing with TRSS was you know it it it, it got you to the dance but you but you've definitely you've taken your foot off the gas because Turnbuckle tabloids become kind it, it kind of became your 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 staple your standby show like it, it originally it used to be like oh jay jay host of trss now it's jay host of turnbuckle tabloid and trss how you know where where did where in your where was that mindset shift for you where turnbuckle tabloid became your your marquee show after even though trss brought you to the dance it's um it's funny because i i i'm, I'm still in in the process of trying to figure out because I still want to keep TRSS around. I want to keep the regular season around. But it's so tough to talk sports without someone else. Yep, you need a second mic. Yeah, you need to have that other opinion. That's why a lot of sports shows you see on TV, like you don't see, the only person like you'll see is like Jim Rome. He'll do his own his own thing. But even these days, like Kyle, um, um, you know, Kyle Hurt, he has a female there. Or, or um, you see um, um, Shannon Sharp. Uh, with with uh, uh, Skip Bayless, like you gotta have that kind of two two man three man kind of rotation. Whereas it, with Turnbuckle Tabloid, to be honest, like I, you know, I, I I was doing it on TRSS by myself. So talking wrestling by yourself, it, it's fine. 
Yep. But sports is different, and I, I really want to try to find something to do with PRS as I've not let it go. I want to do something with it. I haven't figured out what I want to do more with it yet. But with Terminal Catabolite, it became a thing because, you know, thanks to you, you know, unfortunately, when, when my take went to bed, you, you, you told me that, hey, you know, this is the opportunity. Since you've been doing it, on it, you can make it your own separate entity. And I was like, great. I never really wanted to do it as a host. I always wanted to be like the producer. I wanted to be in the background. I actually wanted two other individuals to do it. And when I was testing people out, it just didn't seem right. Like the, the, the chemistry wasn't there or they really didn't know how to, 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 to bounce off each other or, or where they wanted to, the, the, the show to go. Where in my head, I was like, I might as well just do this. And, and lucky for me, um, Maddie's been around. I, I haven't gotten rid of this, this white boy for the longest. He's still around. <laughs> and he, he, he makes the demo even better because it's such a different spectrum. Right. Where, and I'm the old head. I've been watching wrestling since the 70s and 80s. And he's, you know, right at fresh out of the end of the attitude era to the PG era. You know, he's been the free, he's been the post of Hattie. He's been to, you know, Ring of Honor shows and such like that. So it's two different opinions. Where I knew that Turnbuckle Tabloid was going to be asking, I'm going to have to focus on this, is, was two things being recognized at wrestling shows a lot more. And, um, once you started really focusing and telling me the numbers and I started seeing the numbers on um, Facebook and on Instagram and on, you know, all over the other places where I'm like, okay, I think, I think we're doing something different here that a lot of other podcasts aren't doing. And I think people are starting to gravitate to it. Yeah. It's a tough nut to crack, man. You know, we were talking about this uh, a few weeks as a matter, a few weeks ago, as a matter of fact, you know, how, you know the wrestling the wrestling podcasting landscape is so vast and it's and it's weird because it has like it, i almost feel there's like a hierarchy you know because you got the wrestlers who became podcasters who you know to, to dethrone those guys you got to be on a different level then you got the veterans of the game who got the inside track and then you got the guys that are on the come up that are just consistently just knocking it out of the park do you do you listen to you know, guys like Jim Ross or Jericho or those guys, or do you feel that since you already do a wrestling podcast, you don't want it to influence what you do? I used to, like, I, I would listen to, um, um, uh, Jericho, um, talk is Jericho. I will listen to Ross. And sometimes I do, like, I'll pick it up sometimes here and there, depending on, you know, what, what, what I'm, you know, doing at the moment. Or, or I, I will listen to, like, Wrestling Inc. has their own. Uh, it's just that, like, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't like listening to a lot of other guys because I don't want to pick up what they're doing in, in some cases. I don't want to feel like I'm going to be picking up like their, their cadence or something like that. I, I, I just, I, I, I focus on what we do here. And like you said, with such a large uh, podcasting audience for wrestling, I don't really worry about that too much either these days. I used to because I was like, you know, fucking you know these guys and they're just doing it because we're doing it but yep. I, don't, I don't worry about too much anymore because a lot of them they start it and then they realize that it's, it's work and all of a sudden they just started slowly fading away like hey when's the last time you did your podcast like, wow man i haven't done it in months it's like oh when you guys do yours i'm like yeah we're on episode 87 we'll yep, be not- two years in the mix in march like it, it, and i think that's the other thing too that people start looking i make it a, i make it 
a, a, a an importance to put the episode number on every posting that I do because I want people to see, yes, this has been every week. Yep. Every fucking week we've been here. The other thing the other thing also is, you know, you've you've already you've hit triple digits with the uh, regular season sports cash. You're about to hit triple digits with Turnbuckle Tabloid. Uh Josie's boy with Call Me When It's Over. You know, he hit triple digits. You know, how how does it feel hitting those milestones for, for you? I mean it you know, anybody can ask me and I you know, I have I've had my own take on it. But for you, you've you know, I, I've I've been you know, I've been watching it every step of the way and when you hit those milestones, the the sense of pride I see from you because it's like, oh, you know, I, I made twenty five, I made fifty, I just I broke seventy five. Like, you know, talk us talk us through that a little bit from, from your perspective. I mean, what do you you see what I do. I make I make specials. I do like um I thought I take it from we talked about talk shows. I do like like talk shows you do you know years ago where they do their their, their special their special uh, editions or their yep. their uh, their congratulatory, congratulatory episodes where I do best of and stuff like that. And I take that once again. I take that from the Carsons or the Letterman's or, or the Stearns that where when we were about to hit that milestone, I would chop up the best interviews, the best bits, the best thing that we've done, and like during that same week. I would send it to you and I, yo, here, throw this out as the best stuff. And, and that's just, it's just basically, you know, congratulating not only me, but us as a family at Rageworks because it's, it's, it's one of those things to where we've all, we all did. Although I'm in the studio talking for two hours every week, chopping it up, trying to, try to be humorous, trying to be thought provoking, trying to be opinionated, but it's all, all of us doing it because you're in production. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're out there uh, uh, putting the work as, as, as we are. You're also doing your thing, and you know, Josie's boy, the same thing. I remember Josie's boy when he came up to when he was up to uh, his hundred. He's like, ah, I don't think it was a big thing, but when it did happen, he, you saw it in his face on that that episode that yep. it was like a swell. He was hype. Holy shit! Yeah, like yo, know, I, I actually made a hundred. It's crazy. So you know, it's it, it is a big thing. It's a big thing, and I'm really excited. I, 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 I want to do. Um, I want to do something for for Turbo Tabloid, and it's funny because around that time it's going to be WrestleMania, like around around that time, so yep. it should be like something big that goes off around that around that that that, that frame. You know, it, it, it's funny because I, you know, with, with you, especially the way you've approached this, you look at where not not only the fact that you've you've grown, but you've also taught and passed on the skills. You know, like like like, like your co-host Matt. He, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if a year from now, he, you know, he, he talks with you and reaches out and comes back to wanting to do something for himself, like extra. Like, I remember when you put him on with the, uh, with the Mets podcast and, um, I was like, wow, this, this, this kid's really about the Mets, you know, like I was, it, 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 it impressed me because, you know, for somebody so young, like you got to eat, sleep and breathe sports at that age for you to become that passionate about it. And I was like, wow, this, this kid's really about it, you know? And the, the, the fact that you, you know, you've kind of made, he's become your, your Padawan, you know, your, 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 yeah. your, your Obi-Wan in this situation. And, you know, watching him grow, I, I, how do you, how does it feel? You know, you're, you're teaching essentially a newer generation 
of of podcasters, whether whether intentionally or unintentionally. I like I like when you um uh, I, this was last year or the year before you had a a rant on Turnbuckle Tabloid, like yo, I'm the father of a bunch of these guys out there putting out no, shows. It's, it's true though because like all of a sudden I've seen a lot of these kids and a lot of these guys doing podcasts. Oh, oh I see them make a post like oh. Um, what do you guys think if I do a podcast? And I'm yep. like, hmm, wow, you, 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 you've had all this time. <laughs> then you really, you realize that someone's already been 45, 46 episodes in. Now you want to do something? Yep. Oh, yeah, you, you were on my podcast recently. And now all of a sudden you want to do your own? Hmm. I find it's funny because we're, you know, I, you know, I appreciate it as it is. We're all still learning regardless. Yep. And, um, these days, the best part of the learning on, on Turbo Tabloid has been when I rip Maddie a new asshole on air because when he's, when he, you know, when he brings up a, a, a new story that he doesn't have, he hasn't done his research on, or he's, I mean, he's, he's not prepared. He doesn't, doesn't, and I rip him one on there. It's, people look, they'll look back and go, wow, that's fucked up. But it's a, it's, it's a process to where I say, at the end of the day, this is gonna this is gonna remind you of how important this is to us. Like I have to if I do it off mic, it's gonna be worse. Yep. Because I'm just gonna browbeat you. At least here, the mic is on. If I do it on live or if I'm or we're on the air on the podcast, at least I'm conscious enough to say, you know what, I'll reel it back a little bit because you know I don't I don't want to really embarrass you too much. Right. But off the mic, I'll be pissed because like, I, I you know I would sit there and I would have to go. Dude, this is, I, I mean, you know, this is not what it is. And the same could be for me because, I you know, there's been times that it, uh, I might have said something, numerous times I might have said something that uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, favor to anybody's, you know, personality or, or, or their opinion. And I had to check myself, like, you know what, you're right. You know, maybe, you know my fault. You know, maybe, maybe I should have been a little bit more sensitive there. But at the end of the day, to me, it's about the best thing about podcasting which is we all we kick down so it's just a free form of it you know we we have our restrictions here and there but it's not as restrictive as if we were on terrestrial radio or satellite we are so free to to do what we do and i try to explain that to all these guys especially when i'm interviewing somebody or sometimes you know they they get nervous and they pull back to listen don't worry about it say what you need to feel and and let me let me take you the right way and we'll, we'll go from there you don't have to, you know, be too cautious about anything. And, and I, I'm glad to see that a lot of people have been able to, to to walk with us that way. And I'm glad to see that people have been able to learn uh, from whatever I can share. Oh, I mean, you know, you that that's what I mean. You go, you 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 know, you did it with Matt. You did it with with uh, Josie's boy when when you put him on, and I was like, wow, you know, where did I'm, I said to myself, I'm like, yo, where did Jay find this kid? I'm like, this yeah, dude. Right. I'm like, this dude gets it. And it was crazy because I remember we, we met for dinner. You're like, all right, you know, you can meet him. This is what he's pitching. And I'm like, all right, man, like, like, let's try it. You know, and I, and I said it not, not because, you know, he had your endorsement, but because I said to myself, what, what can we do with a, you know, with, and and I like the term he uses with a culture cast. I'm like, how can a culture cast fit in to what we do here? And as I heard it, and I saw that, you know, he had, we, we all shared a lot of similar interests. I'm like, I get it. I, I get it. And I get where it's coming from. And I'm like, and I get why it's needed. And, um, 
you know, he, he's, he's ran with it, you know, into the triple digits. And that's, a, that's another guy. That, again, you know, you, you passed your skills on and it was, you found a diamond in the rough. You, and you put some pressure on the, on the coal and you got a, 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 a gem out of there that's been killing it, you know, like, you know, yeah, it, the best, the best thing about him has been also his, his consistency. This is a, this is a guy who's, um, he, he, he goes into work and he tells him, listen, I can't work this day because I have something to do. And it, it, it's known that this is, this is, he's, 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 he's always had it that his, of course, his art is first and he enjoys doing the, the, the podcast, the culture cast, Kobe Winslow. He enjoys it, but it's become thing now that it's, it's almost, it's, it's becoming bigger than what he really thought it was going to be. He didn't expect that it was going to, it, it, that it probably would be so um, watched or listened to by others, even in his circle, because even they, even he is, you know, he even shouted on his shows. Yeah, I see a lot of you guys. All of a sudden, you have podcasters now, huh? Hmm, <laughs> wonder where that came from. It's, you know what I mean? And and that's another thing too that, and I, and this is where I, and I also have to say, and I have to I have to thank you for that as well because uh, you talk about inspirations. When I first, when we first got connected, and I, I heard uh, my take. And you know, we finally met. I saw that. I said, "This is him. This is the guy who does the the, the podcast." I said, "This guy, see, he, he, you sound so seasoned. Like you've been, like you sound like an old soul." Then I come <laughs> to find out that you're, you know, I'm older than you, but yet you still have that range. And we came from, you know, we're we're cut from the same cloth with different scissors and stuff. Yep. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh, definitely. I, I said, we, we're this, we're definitely meant to be because you're you're a guy who didn't people didn't think that you were who you were like you, you seem nope. like you, you could have been this gigantic six foot eight nope burly man who speaks away and when they see you it's like holy shit yep. and i admire that because when i would listen to my take and i saw you know and i would listen to how you were able to transition from one subject to the next so easily you were bringing calls you had interviews and stuff like that and i was like Fucker's younger than me, and he's doing this shit. I can do this shit. Fuck oh, it's man. true, it's true. I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy because at the back then, you know, it was that was the the full three hour slot until I broke it up into the two days of of shows, and it's you know I, I look back on that, and that was I, I I like to call that the Iron Man years because that's when I was like, yo, yeah. I'm doing this show from eleven to two plus calls and fully structuring it, you know, and definitely kudos to slick who was, you know, working the, the boards at, at the time, you know, and I was really yeah. trying to run it like a full on show, you know, like it was full on screen, the calls who's coming on. This person's coming on at this time. Here's the bit. Like it, it like, dude, I was trying to, I was trying to structure a full on production. Like I was trying to do, I was trying to do stern my own way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I want to do, I want to do three hours. We're going to talk about this, this, and this, and this, and this, like my, you know, I used um, Microsoft OneNote to do all my prep work, and it would be, you know, by the time Wednesday nights when I was doing it rolled around, and then, you know, Wednesdays and Thursdays, for MMA and wrestling alone, there'd be, you know, 5,000 5, letters of notes, you know, 5,000 words of notes, just of, of, of stuff, and, you know, to, to give you some context when you were talking about you know, Josie's boy not using a fraction of it. That was that was me. I'd be like, up, oh, didn't talk about this. Up, oh, didn't talk about this. Up, oh, this ran a little long. It was it was crazy. Yeah, and, and I apologize because a lot of times when I would do the wrestling segment, it went way longer than it should. It did, but, but I always, I always, 
but we were vi- <laughs> but it, it did but you know what we were vibing and that worked because you know what was funny my the audience was so segmented and and they would all get pissed off at each other like oh man you know he's talking too much about wrestling we can't hear about the game stuff or he's talking about too much mma we can't hear about and then when i broke it up into two a days i'm like listen it can't get any more simpler than that and then yeah. you know those audiences started to bleed over and the wrestling guys started watching mma the mma guys started watching wrestling and then that kind of made the transition easier and you know even even with you as as you notice you, you know you see the parallels between mma and wrestling now just it's just yeah, so yeah, it's nah. just so apparent yeah, it, it, and it, it was also thing too early on, you know, I had, you, you, you always had to do the time frame because of what, you know, what, what we were giving for memory at the time. Now that we, we have a little bit more now, it was always a timetable that we, I tried to always hit. Yep. And, you know, from time to time, you're like, oh, you know, you went over here and over there. And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. It's just that, you know, this was so good. And, and it's become a thing now to these days to where, especially when it comes to, to, to the interviews, this week we just had a great interview with uh, Pinky Sanchez, Indy yep. Star, and he um there was so much that I wanted to open up with and, and just keep going on the road with. And I was like, said, I could have talked to him for two hours. I was like, ah, and I got to cut him off sometime. But I said, you know what, Pinky, I'm gonna bring you back because I yeah, you know, there's so much more we got to do. And you, you're still, you're still, like I guess we're still learning. But at this time, where we at now, it's I think we're at that precipice of where all of us. And rage work is supposed to be at, and I think that 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 door is knocking. How how funny is it though? Like like you know, we used to talk about the time because I remember you know, the, and this is you know, giving people inside track. Our our shows originally were hosted on Libsyn, and mm-hmm. you know, even though I had the highest paid tier on Libsyn, they still had a cap. You know, it was like whatever the sizing was, and even on the highest tier, because we were all doing shows, I'm like I'm like this isn't enough, and then. You know, we made the the jump. You know, again, but a little behind the curtain, we made the jump to Spreaker. And as soon as I said, "Up, oh, no memory limits," you know, it's funny because I said that, and and you in particular, it shows. And and I'm being completely honest, your your discipline as a broadcaster, because you didn't run with it and say, "Ah, oh, no memory limits. Let's just crank it up and let them go where they go." You were still beholden to. It's like the kid touching the hot stove. Like I, like I, I notice when I'm editing, you know, when you hit that 90 minute mark, you start kind of just wanting to wind down and it's, it's in your DNA now. Like I, and yeah, when you go long, it, it works because it's, it's, it's appropriate for the guests you have or the topics of discussion, or if it's a busy news week, but man, like it, it's funny just hearing you winding it down and, and, and leading people to, to the finish line. It's tremendous. And I just say to myself, look at that. All that badgering him about time, it's like he ended up yeah, just right. – it, 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 it stuck on its own. <laughs> yeah, the overrun, I mean, literally. The overrun. So, and, I, and I also have to say, I have to look at, uh, at Josie's boy because he, he hits his mark. Every oh, he week, don't play. Every week. He hits his mark every week. And he'll, say, he'll time check me. He'll time stab me. He'll go, how much I got left? Got 15. All right, good. And he'll find a way to go into the – and he doesn't even have to do a, a check down at five-minute mark. He already knows. That is close. He doesn't even. He, there's not even a clock. He already knows. Bam. And we're always around that same time. One twenty. All the time. Yep. I try. To, I try to do that these days now because I've learned that I, I don't want to leave everything on the table when it comes to certain interviews. I, no, I, no, no, no. Don't. And a lot of guys. Yeah, and a lot of guys want to come back. I, you know, guys, and that's why numerous times I have, you know, uh, uh, different interviews with, with 
same individuals because, uh, for example, Brian Excel uh, from House of Glory, I've had numerous interviews with him because I've taught him in different stages of his career. Yep. And it's broadened the, the whole spectrum of what his, his career and the promotion has done. Um, I've also done it with other uh, owners and other uh, wrestlers. And, and, and you can't give Thanksgiving every day to everybody. No, no, no. no. You got you to gotta, you gotta break it down to them. And as even much as I want to talk shit with them, I got I to gotta cut it down. And even if you do long episodes, you know, you can always, you can always make them two-parters and just chime in. You could do the whole, yeah. you could do, you could record for three hours, come in at the 90 minute mark and be like, all right, you know, this is going to wrap up this section of the interview, you know, join us next week for episode blah, blah, blah. And, and you will get to hear part two. Like the, the, but the funny thing is that you make it. And, and this is something I, I've caught on as I edited a lot of your stuff. You always make it that they're, they, they are, they're hyped to come back for a second go around. Which is good because even though you can get the whole thing, if you, if you wanted to, and, and like you were saying, you could sit down and boom, three hours, and then, you know, it is what it is. But I like, and that just shows your growth as a host, that these guys, they'll be like, yo, I'm coming through, or yo, when can I come back, or yo, when can we record? It's it, it, it's it's great to see, man. Yeah, and, and if they come in and they see, they, they you know, they, they see what the, the, the setup that we have, even early on, they're like, you guys are really doing it from here. My, my, my dinner table is not even a dinner table anymore. It's just a studio. And when, you know, when I'm able to drop sound effects from um, Jingle Palette and, and, and just be able to, to work off of, of the, even, even sometimes I'm running Audacity and, um, and Hindenburg at the same time just to make sure it's backing up each other. People see, they, 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 and either they, they look over the shoulder and they look and go, Oh shit! Like this, this is no, this no rinky dink stuff you got going on here. Like you really, do, you're doing. It. I said, yeah, this is what we do here. Yep. I, I just, I just want to, I just want to keep cranking out quality, quality stuff and stuff that people would turn around and like, yo, you know what? Those guys are entertaining, and that's exactly what it is. I because I've heard, like you said, like you know, when it comes to all the wrestling shows, it's like it's so. Oh, cut and paste, and just so uh, I, I don't, I don't like really talking about the same thing and sounding the same. I don't, I, I enjoy having individuals have a different opinions about stuff, and that's 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 what too many yes men on 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 certain uh, media outlets. Yeah, we can't have that. Definitely can't. Yeah. Um, before before we jump into the hot seat, I I, I wanted to ask in in the in in this journey that you've had with all these shows, who has been your favorite interview to date wow uh, it's funny because a lot of them that we've had was uh we've had some that we've actually ambushed we've got <laughs> certain phone numbers that we've got interviews that way which has been always the funniest ones the ones that, that we did that were like that was uh um uh i got i got i know actually the homicide one i got was really cool because homicide was really good for me because we actually grew up in the same neighborhood yeah but you had that local connection Right, we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other, but I knew of him because of the neighborhood, and he he wrestled under a guy who lived in my building, and uh, we went to high school together and didn't know it, and it was like this real bonding thing. It was like, oh shit, you know such and such too, and it was real cool. He was one of the good ones, but there was also the ones that we 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 did the ambush. One, one of my favorite ones that we did was with uh, from Grimm's Toy Show, uh, Tommy Salami. Oh geez, and the best part was that is that we had his number. And we heard a rumor that he was charging people for interviews. 
We heard a rumor that he was charging about $75 to $100 to do interviews. Jeez. So we got the number. And if you listen to the episode, I'm trying, I'm setting him up for an interview. And he's, I guess he's on a car ride home. But for the next 20 minutes, I'm interviewing him while I'm setting up for an interview. I was like, before I let you go, um, how did you get into wrestling? And he'll tell me how to get into Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. I know you're busy, but... Before that, how did you meet Grim? Like, how did that? And it became the, the fucking interview. That's hilarious. And at the end, and at the end, uh, you know, we got we got approval for him because I couldn't just put it out there like that. And he gave approval. He's like, "You guys are hilarious. How did you guys do that?" And we just looked at each other, and I was like, "I don't even know how the fuck I did that." <laughs> that's that's it, it, it. It's crazy that the, the ambush interviews. Um, and, and you know, obviously, we gotta we gotta take the good with the bad to to teach to teach the listeners um you know have have you in in the span of the two shows how many difficult interviews have you had where you've said to yourself i can't have this guest back you don't have obviously not naming names but how many do you right. feel are definitely on your list like nope not doing that again oh uh, and it's always the ones that you had your highest expectations yep. for yep i hear that and you're just like oh really there's times that, that, that Maddie will turn to me and he'll go, yo, why don't we get on such and such? And I go, mm, nope, no, nah, that's all right. We're good. That, <laughs> that one time was enough. And how arrogant it is, this this, this hokey doke uh, uh, dinner table studio that I have here, that we have in here, that we actually turn around and we could like deny guests. Like, how? Hey, how sometimes is that? when that happens, whenever you say that to yourself, sometimes you got to remember, sometimes you got to fire your customers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta fire them. And you know, my my whole aspect is that I'm always telling them. I said, so "Listen, I you know, sometimes you gotta pour syrup on shit and make it pancakes." And and I, I've had times where, where it's almost like I've gone down that road, and, and just ten minutes in the interview, I'm like, "Ah, I'm ready to wrap this shit up." Like, <laughs> like damn. But it, I, 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 luckily, it hasn't been that much. It's only been probably been a handful that we have. Nice, a handful works. All right, so we we've. We've got a little bit of uh, Jay's origin story. We're gonna jump into into the hot seat. Just a couple rapid fire questions. You know, no, no pressure with this stuff. Um, what are what are uh, three mobile apps you can't live without? Because I know you're a you're a big mobile user. Mobile app. I've been uh, one of them is YouTube. Um, I've been using YouTube Premium. Really? You you, you oh YouTube Red? Are you paying? The YouTube Red, but now it's the Premium because apparently now. I have a family that has to use the same thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's good because uh, if you use YouTube Red or YouTube Premium, you can cut your phone off and it still works. Now, oh, wow. When the screen, yeah, when the screen goes, uh, you go when it goes to, when it, when it, uh, it goes to dim, when it turns itself off, you can still listen to it. And you also get, um, since I have an Android, I also get uh, Google, uh, Google Music Play for free. Nice. But, you know, I have... I have my plethora of individuals because it gives you up to because I have the fifteen dollars a month plan. Right. So I have like six people on there, and it's good because the, the, the one thing that they'll tell me is like, that's the best thing you ever gave me, man. Oh my! I have to waste my battery. Oh man, I love it. I can cut the flow. I can cut the, the the demo off, and I can still listen to it. I could be on another app, and I can still listen to it. So that's been that's been a great thing. Um, of course, uh, Facebook has been. I, I found that I, Facebook for me is not because I'm using it for myself. Right. I'm using it for the show. Yep. I find I find that I hardly ever post 
stuff about me as much anymore. Everything is more about uh, show related or, or the genre related, be it for TRSS or for chemical uh, uh, tablets, all that. So that's where I, 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 I cipher through and I and I see where I, I, I can find information for, for the listeners and stuff. And I guess I could go hand in hand with um, with Instagram. And um, yeah, and I and I guess that any 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 um news news apps that I have really that's, that's what I've been using for, for these. For, you were for saying shows. you I use. Really, I don't even really use like wrestling apps. Like I don't I don't use like wrestling apps or sports apps really. I just just go directly to find go to news like news apps. Oh, okay. Like yeah, CNN, so, like CNN Zone app yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like because I find that when it comes to like wrestling apps and they send you, you know, news and stuff like that, like the pro wrestling tours, a lot of that stuff is, um, it's people sending in information like I used to. So a lot of that is not really like solid uh, news stories, and there's no, there's no, um, no solid source behind it. So I just, I just whenever I see, I always said. If it's on TMZ, like if somebody dies and it's on TMZ, that person's dead. It, yep. It's verified. I was, and when I was a kid, I always used to say, uh, if if it's on the Star and it's on the Enquirer, then the story's true. Man, <laughs> I, put it it, it, I remember, you know, my mom growing up, man, like Ten Ten Wins was like the soundtrack of my life, and right. um, you know, being from New York, you know that if it drops on Ten Ten Wins, it's real. <laughs> immediately yeah, exactly. yeah, the minute it, 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 the minute it's there it's like oh yep like like i remember um uh the 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 cardinal from saint patrick's cathedral that passed away he was uh john cardinal o'connor he was cardinal o'connor yeah. and i remember that and you know my mom you know she wasn't a big church going person but she knew the deal immediately she's as soon as we got home tv went on and then forget it you know in the in the in the modern era, when we had a uh, Time Warner and it was New York One, New York One was the soundtrack in my house. Just New York One playing for hours on end. The same news stories. I knew. I knew all the anchors by name at this point. Right. It, it's it's insane. But yeah, man. Like like we've you know the, there's so many different ways to get the news. Like news breaks faster on Twitter than it does on television. No, it's it's true, and I think that. And this is why, you know, not to get political or anything, just for, 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 for the quick thing. This is why we have the individual that we have in power now, because yep. I've been telling the individuals for the longest. I said, he's, he's our social media president. This is what yep. we were leading down to. You guys didn't see this coming? The dude <laughs> leveraged. He leveraged. But you know, I always tell people, we always talk about using the machine to, to, to meet our ends. That dude leveraged the machine to get into office. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's yeah, exactly. like, dude. And you know, to your point, not to even get political, but dude, how do you leverage? How did you get into office leveraging Facebook? Like, dude, like they're still uncovering like, Oh, this per this company was buying ads on Facebook and doing it. It's insane. You know, like, like, like even now, like, like I use Facebook and it's funny. You said about not using it for, for the brand. Like that's how my Facebook was for for forever. It was for the brand until you know recently. But um, right. It was it was always for 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 the brand, and that's that's how I use it. It's funny because everybody lives and dies on on a lot of these platforms, and it's like, listen, if your if your claim to fame is being built off of somebody else's work, like a Facebook or an Instagram, and that goes away, that means you become irrelevant. Like if you can't coexist outside of that platform, 
you're you're just it, it's just tougher for you as an individual and that and it's funny you know you see um social media influencers you know all these and and I say that with with quotes because it's like yo if that if that medium didn't exist you'd have no influence you know yeah and I also and I also tell people you know especially when I didn't have the podcast I would do um I would share my opinion on certain um games or whatever yep. wrestling event was going on and such and I would and then sometimes I would do a, I would go on a wrestling group and I'll just make my comments or my witty uh, my, my 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 witty opinion or, or, or views or what occurred, and these days I go, you want that? Download the episode. That's episode. it. That's what you hear. Yeah, you don't have to share it anymore. Like, people will send me stuff these days, and they'll tag me and like, Jay, what you think? Thought about this? I'm like, yeah, check it out next week. Bob, <laughs> if you want to hear it, if you want to hear what it is. Download such and such. So, yeah, that's 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 where I pretty much am end with it now. You were saying that you use uh you use an Android device. What it what it what what phone are you using? Now I'm on the um I'm on the 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 S uh the S seven. I'm looking to possibly step up to the Note, but I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I was thinking about going for the nine, but I'm not quite sure whether or not the I'm Note is a more powerful phone, dude. Like I and this is coming from an old Note user, dude. I used the Note from one up till seven when it started blowing up. And then I made the yeah. jump to, to Apple, but man, if it talk about productivity, like, you know how you talk about taking notes, man, that pen and that note taking app, dude, man. Yeah. I, I had the note, I had the note, I had the note for the last note I had was four, and I loved that. I love that phone. There's an app that uh, Maddie was telling me about, and I think it would be great to use on the note. He says it's called shadow. Have you heard of it? No, I, I have not. I usually use uh Google keep. Like that's Google's note taking app, Google Keep. No, with this app, he's telling me that it's basically an app that can um, replicate uh, what's going on on your desktop. Oh, the so, uh, I, I, got, I, oh, like a mirroring app. I know that Samsung has yeah, something built in, app, right? Yeah. Samsung has something yeah, built was, in that they make. It's an app that you download. I used to use it, and you would mirror, you would mirror the phone. It would mirror your computer, but it would mirror the phone on your desktop. Oh, okay. So, because hmm. he was telling me there's one at that site, so I might have to look into. I want to look into possibly doing something like that because there's times that, for instance, it's like uh, you tell me, you know, that uh, something's not in a Dropbox or I forget or it's whatever case. Like, oh, I could order go on the phone and do it. Right. So I, I might look into. I might have to see. We, we should look into see what that's about. How, how that works as well. You always send me all the cool like apps and shit. Anyway, you. I try. I try to. Um, yeah. the uh next one is um what's one what's one website or destination you recommend to people often uh besides, besides rageworks the porn, the porn <laughs> ones that i use besides the porn ones yes besides um, that besides those uh what do i go to since i you know i i love i i, I since i'm a gamer as well I'm always looking. I always look into the the gaming sites. I mean, to those. Okay. I don't. I I don't really have one in particular that I go to for certain like certain things. I just like to bounce around. Uh, the the one app that I that um the the one website that I go to often is um uh is I do I go to I go I still go to Wrestling Inc from time to time. 
But I, I, like I said, not no. I really don't. I'm really not a legitimate lockdown website guy. Oh, RageWorks, that's the one. <laughs> what a RageWorks. No, nice. I go to that one. <laughs> no, really, I, I don't really have one in particular that I go to. The only one that I will go like to check up on stuff really is I go to you know New York Daily News, and it's funny because even that now is tough because they're gonna try to charge a nine nine cent. Yeah, they man, they have a paywall. It's crazy. Yeah, so- it yeah, is they crazy. Say, you only get a certain amount of clicks before you can, yeah, before they start saying, "Oh, you can't go on anymore." Which, which is crazy because it's like, oh, it's a local newspaper. Like Newsday does that too. It's insane. Yeah, it like I, I find out like, no, I, 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 I go especially if it's something that I know in the neighborhood. Or I go check, click, and send it. Come back and it's like, oh, well, you know, for you to get more, you have to you know, pay ninety nine cents for. And I'm like, no, thank you. That's all right. I'll just find another newspaper. In the in the uh in the in the in the spirit of of giving you something new to use, and this is my wife calls it the vigilante app. I use this app called Citizen. It's um. I got that. Oh man! <laughs> if you want to know what crime is going on, <laughs> you know, it is the. Let me tell you something. It is not only thought pro, not only um um thought inducing about what's going on in your neighborhood, but it's the funniest thing too. Yep. The other day, I just got an alert. About five blocks down, a person was being terrorized by a raccoon. Oh, Did my I God. not clean that and send that to everybody? I screenshot that shit and sent that to numerous people. I was I woke up a few days ago, and it said, uh, police reporting to nine people fighting in a laundromat. And I'm looking at the timestamp, and I'm like, so... Uh, eight people were fighting in the laundromat at 4 a.m. <laughs> like, the laundromat. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what was so compelling to f- get into a fight? And it was legit. Like, it, you know, obviously the notes on the bottom, and it'll be like, oh, police were called. There was a report of a man with lacerations on his face. And I'm like, in a laundromat? Why? <laughs> and no, it's, it's weird because, um, you know, seeing where I work at, like, we, all, we get alerts from the job often there. Oh, jeez. Fire. Or someone is uh, a low piece, they escape or something like that. But my coworker, he tells me, he says, "Listen, the funniest one that I've ever seen on this app." He says, "He says, I, he says, I've gone on a state where I've got a report out of state where someone was uh, someone was arrested for stealing a cow." He says that was hilarious. He goes, "The one that I got was locally in lo- in uh, Lower East Side. A man was apprehended for throwing pineapple slices at people." Oh my god. He says, you could have at least thrown the whole pineapple. You decided to throw slices. That goes, that guy, that guy had a, he had a plan. He had an agenda. For real. You, um, <laughs> you had mentioned you, you were a gamer. Um, what are you playing now? Ah, oh, man, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of upset with myself because I'm now, because I've stepped down from being hardcore gamer to recreational. Okay. And damn responsibilities in life. Uh, you know, darn it. Uh, right now, I've, I I have stacks of games. That I, I, I just finished Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, man. What a dope game. Yeah, great game. Great game. I'm about, I have to get into the DLC soon. Uh, so right now, as of, the, as of this recording, I was uh, getting in my Madden game, which I still get on. I've, gone, I've come to the thing with Madden where it's... Uh, I don't buy every year. I skip a year. Nice. I come to that. I, it's not. It's, it's, I'm not giving EA my money every year. It's not going to happen. Uh, 
Oh, that's my I bought Red Dead. I have not. I've not gone to play Red Dead Redemption yet. I have not sat down there because I'm, I'll go on vacation next week. Nice. And I'm, I'm on vacation for work, which is basically I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna be home, and that's what I want to do. I want to sit and play and uh, focus on it. I don't want to have these things where I'm, I, I'm having a couple of beers. I put the joystick down. And go. What the hell happened? Like I, I, I want to sit and focus on that game. Heard there's a lot going on with that shit. Uh, what is what I have here? Oh, of course, my WrestleMania, my, my WWE 2K19. I'm on that universe mode, putting in that work. Just, uh, uh, it's just it's it's, it's gotten better. It's, the universe mode has gotten better. Uh, you don't talk about I, Fire I, Pro I, too much. Uh, no, I haven't been on it in a while because you know why? I was sitting there. Um, I was still. That game is amazing. You get down to like 800 characters. <laughs> oh, that's all I do. I just, I, I turned it on. I didn't even play. I went right into the character creator section. I'm like, oh, downloading you, downloading you, you. Exactly. That's exactly what I've been doing. I've just been doing that. And I just go download these guys and I put them in their, um, in their practice. But what it is is that I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to get back on it when I, this week I'm going to purchase the GM mode, you know, and I'm really pissed at them because you have to buy it separately for yep. $50. What? If you would have bought it digitally, yeah, it's 50 bucks. Oh, man. I didn't know that. If you, if, yeah, if you bought the, um, I believe that they said if it was, if you bought the digital copy, you'd have gotten it for cheaper. But if you bought the, you bought the hard copy, yeah, look it up on, a PS, on a PS Plus, on uh, the PS Store. They have it for 50 bucks. And that's the one I want. I want the GM mode. So that's insane. That's when I'll get back on it. But um, what else am I playing? Like, I, I, I have, I, I, I uh, it was great this year. This year was a great one for for PlayStation. They had God of War, they had um, they had a uh, um, uh, Spider Man. Uh, they they released um, Shenmue One and Two, The Way for Three. Uh, the Yakuza series. I was I was still getting into. It's it was a lot. It was a lot this year for me. Wow. <laughs> I was on overload. And and you're a mobile gamer too, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been, uh, it's funny because Facebook Messenger actually has, like, a, some really time-consuming games. They, they do, but I've been playing, you know what, you know what game I was playing recently that I found hilarious to play was Shaq Fu. Oh, my God, talk about a blast from the past. Yeah, but, you know, they did an update of it, it's, it's not like a remake, and it was actually, it was it's actually pretty fun. The I heard Shaq you can play as Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah, and they have that, as well, have that mode as well. That's pretty, um, that's pretty fun. Try playing Fortnite on it. Not it's not that simple. It's not that easy to play on it. Okay, I, I, I try, and of course, it's, uh, the memories is way too much for it. Um, it's a massive course, game. I'll, I'll play. I'll play the the, the WWE Supercards. Uh, any of the 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 the, the Madden games that the, those kind of those kind of gaming that they had there. I, I I just miss the interaction. And plus, you know, now that I also have a Switch. I'm just waiting for all the big things to come out for the Switch. That yeah, Switch been... got some some heat coming, definitely. Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Smash Brothers. I can't wait for that. And you know, the next year with the Animal Crossing and something. But it's also I'm waiting for what else they're gonna release for that. Um, the with the with the online package for the um, the twenty dollars a year thing. And they released some NES games which were pretty cool. But you know they still have some restrictions. You can't play with everybody. It's only local or local friends or people on your friends list. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's slowly but surely, man. And and they're they're not they're not so PG. They're they're allowing certain games that you can play on there now. You know, it's, it's, 
it's 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 starting to open up a little bit more for Nintendo. They're starting to grow up a little bit. Nice. Um, you know, we 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 talked about the tech. We talked about the games. We got to talk a little bit about the toys. Um, you know, it, I know the answer to this, but for the general public, you know, what are what are some toys or collectibles that you're currently obsessing over? Oh, me nothing, nothing <laughs> at all. As he looked at his shelves full of Funko Pops, it's crazy, Rich man. Rich, it's bad. It's really bad. Man, I see, I so see your social, and you're like, oh, another pickup. Mind you, it's funny because I scaled down, you scaled up. It's like, it's like I'm downsizing oh. my collection. Your collection is growing, and the crazy thing is, like, you find like the heat, like you find the ones that are, you know, chase, chase ones, retail exclusives. Like, oh, Jay's out there hustling. Oh man, and I go to like the weirdest places. Like, you know, the other day, I, I'm walking, I'm, I'm coming down. I take, I bring um super producer Sylvia out of her class or dance class, and we're coming down Broadway, and we walk into the GameStop on 84. And I said, let me just go in here for a second. I walked out <laughs> of there with 12 pops. Like, and the majority of them weren't even for me. She went, she went crazy in there. So it, I'm breeding another one. I'm breeding, I'm breeding a freaking a collector. What what but drew I you to those? Oh, but she, you know, then she takes them out the box, and you know, it hurts my heart, and I'm like, oh, whatever. But uh, no, I, I I have this app. I have that's the other one. The other app I've been I've been on a lot. Um, Stashpedia. Yep, Stashpedia I know that one. Yeah, I, it monitors the, the collection and it also gives you an estimate of what they're being they're worth now. Yep, I use Pop oh, Price Guide, the website for that too. Oh my goodness, and it's crazy because Rich, you don't even know. I have I I I started a trend where everybody who's in my circle or know me, they're starting to buy them as well. Oh no, everybody's like, they're sending me pictures. You know, they're they're you know, there's people like, oh, can if you find this, can you pick it up for me? Oh my god. I, I, it's insane. It's crazy. And people, and, and all I do is just show one picture and they go, oh, it's cute. I said, don't even go there. That's how it starts. Yep. That's, that's I started the collection. My oldest, my, my highest, it's two, my, my, my two, um, uh, most expensive right now is my Hollywood Hogan that I got with the, uh, yep. The WWE game. Yep. That, that one. And, um, I have the Dark Knight Rises Bane. Oh, that's that worth was, some that's nice. Cool. That's worth some dough. Yeah, I have that one as well. And that was like the one that I started with. And this was like about 2011, 2012. There were like little cute things here and there. It wasn't until this past year that it just became a problem. You know, the uh, the Marvel Collector Corps boxes that I was getting, the uh, the DC boxes. Uh, WWE at a time with their slam creator, where they, sometimes they would send on pops as well. They don't really do it as much anymore. And uh, the worst thing that they I, I was able to get was a Target red card, and that's where I've just been finding everything that I oh been grinding. That's 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 insane. Um, you know, but what's uh besides besides the pops? What else are you or what else are you collecting? Anything else or just the pops? Yeah, no, I get no. I also have my, I get my action figures as well, depending on what it is though, because I. It's like my wrestling, my wrestling figures. I, I look for the elite, so I look for like the real fine. It's funny because I would go to some of these mom and pop department stores. Absolutely, and they would have these. You know, they would have the, the like the, the old school Jericho still in a and in, in still good in condition. It's like eight dollars, and I'm like, oh. And I would tell Maddie, I said, Maddie, go to here, and he'll look. He goes, oh shit, and he'll go rack up and he'll pick up here and there. 
or I'll go into like a telco and they'll, and they'll have a, an old school cane with the fire extinguisher and the undertaker and I'll find them and it's like 10 bucks. You go look them up and they're already worth like $25, $26. I find these, 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 these places that just have these, these doorways. Um, but that's really, that's, that's really much what it is. Is either, you know, the, 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 the wrestling trigger. If I could get my hands on, uh, what, what I'm really looking for is a die cast Voltron. I know it's already like in the thousands, but that's like my white, like my white whale, the yeah. die cast Voltron. That's the one I want. They, I, I, oh, they re-released one that's die cast but it's uh it's about 400 really yeah dude it's it's uh, it's up there and i mean what i ended up doing was they um when they did the new voltron cartoon i just bought all those lions and then they re-released voltron 84 they're not die cast but i just right. ended up just buying the lions that way yeah i i, I was in toy tokyo one day and i saw yep. that they had they had one but I asked, I asked the, 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 the person, I said, is that die cast? And they're like, no, they don't really make die cast like that anymore because, you know, because of the paint and stuff like that. And I'm like, ah. But what? I've heard that you can find them. You, can re- you really can't find them. That's, that's, that's my white whale. I, I need to find uh, a, a, a Voltron. That's the one I want. What was your favorite toy or collectible when you were growing up? You know, my, my era is, you know, I had the G.I. Joes, the, um, the, 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 the Thundercats, the Thundercats when you had the ring and you put it in the back, yep. eyes light up. Absolutely, I had that. Uh, I know. Transformers, Transformers was diecast as well. They were, they were, they, they were metal. They were, they weren't plastic like these. Or, um, but I'll tell you, my most valuable toy that I have to this day, and it's in near mint condition. Surprisingly, I have a 1984 Cabbage Patch. Wow. 1984. I was eight years old. My mother got it for me as a Christmas gift. This is my, mo- this is why my mother used to work for the councilman of, of, of our, um, of our, of our, um, of our district. And, um, one sec. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. And, um, she was able to get it for me. It was like one, it was a, back then it was hard. It was rare to find cabbage patch, cabbage patches. And she was able to get it. And I still have them to this day. He's right there in the shelf, and I've uh, not passed it down to Sully, but he's around. Nice. All right. Yeah. Um, last last few rapid-fire questions. Uh, this one's usually a, a good one for a lot of people. Um, what item have you purchased recently that's less than $100 that's made your life either easier or just more enjoyable? Less than $100 has made my life. My Al Bundy Poke high, uh, 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 pop vinyl, Funko Pop. Nice. I bought three. I bought three. I bought one for Josie's boy, whose whose collection is getting big as well. <laughs> He's gotten on the show. I love his collection because he loves all the the, the, the pop culture, uh, um, cheesy stuff like Baywatch and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, I got it. I I got one for him. I I bought two for me. One is in the box, and I recently just opened. My first Funko Pop, I, this is the first time I've took it, taken one out of the box, and I took Al out. I took him out of the box. So he's in studio, and whenever I saw the show, he's there holding his football in my hand, and he's, he's going to make my life so much easier. <laughs> nice. That's, that, that's pretty dope. All right. Um, 
the you know that that closes out the hot seat. You know, we always like to give people a I like to call it the reach one, teach one. Uh, for anybody who's looking to get into podcasting um, or content creation, uh, what what's one piece of advice you'd give them? Uh, be be comfortable with yourself. Right now, I'm um I'm trying to help this young lady out. Hopefully, she 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 can she can get on board and and she wants to start something. She's an entertaining girl. She she she, she wants to do something, and I'm trying to get her niche in. And I think you know what a lot of people is that they overthink what they're going to do. They really they they they're not comfortable with just being themselves. And one thing that I learned when I first early on started to do the, the, the podcast was that I, I didn't sound like myself. I sounded, although I was me, I was always trying to like portray, like I was like this big, big time announcer type kind of voice. Like I, I, I wasn't genuine to who I was. It, it took a couple of episodes. I actually took one episode in which I sat there and I knuckled down and I was able to just open up and just be me. And that's when it just, that's when everything just, oh, Jay just finally came out the closet, I guess, whatever. But that I think that's one thing that people need to understand is that once you once you understand the work and the grind that it takes to do something like this, be comfortable with yourself. Be comfortable with um, of the product. Don't always chase what everybody is is doing. Don't always have to do the, the you know the 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 you know relationships ain't shit podcast or uh, that dude or that female. I mean, burn me like don't, you don't have to do all that be be comfortable with yourself and uh and you'll find out that the road of the road will be much easier for you that's a that's a great way to put it together um where can people find you and connect with you and keep up with your work oh please i remember when, years ago i was just like one or two places <laughs> uh, as i do on 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 uh at the end of every episode you can find us on facebook on the regular season sportscast, a like and group page as well on Turnbuckle Tabloid, uh, as well as, uh, of course, uh, 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 now we're starting up. I started up a new thing, and I'm, I'm hoping everybody gets on board with as as well. Uh, social media stand-up. I want to uh, share my love of stand-up comedy with the masses, and I, I, I have these new pages where I show vintage or current stand-up comics, and he, he, the 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 goal is to one day for Jay to do what he's been wanting to do since he was a little boy when he saw Fozzie Bear on the Muppet Show go <laughs> on stage and perform and bomb, but still is persistent on being a comedian. And one day Jay will do his five to seven minute set in front of a crowd. So nice. keep an eye out for that. It's a social media outlet. That's a social media stand up. You get us on uh, Instagram there as well as on Facebook and on Twitter is at SM standup and anywhere else you can get us with TRSS, the regular season sportscast on Twitter, uh, the regular season sport on Instagram, turnbuckle tabloid on Instagram and Facebook, like and group page as well. And of course, all podcasting outlets just type our names and it comes up. I, I've, I've it. even found like the low level podcasting apps, like those Ricky big ones that you didn't think, Will yep. be associated with something, and you type in Turnbuckle Tablet, and it comes up and plays a show. And I'm like, I think we should be getting a residual for this shit. I don't, I'm not sure, dude. Once sure. once you get on iTunes, everything kind of pulls from iTunes. It's it's insane. Yeah, it's yeah. Insane. So that that's where you can get us at. And of course, 
get us if that's difficult for you get us at rageworks that's where you the, the links are there for that as well so there you go jay thank you for sharing the toys and tech of your trade oh thank you so thank, and like i said it's probably been years since i've been interviewed i actually feel uh relaxed there can we go. do this again sometime this is amazing for sure my dude for sure <laughs> Well, once again, thanks again, brother. Love to the family and love to everybody at RageWorks. Make sure you download these episodes and download everything associated with RageWorks. Why go anywhere else? We do it for the culture. Pop culture, that is. Thanks a lot, brother. I appreciate it. No, thank you, sir. Have a good one. All right. That wraps our interview with Jay Santee. Links to all of the items mentioned in this interview will be in the show notes for this episode. As always, as I mentioned at the start of the show, and I'll mention it once more, some of those links may be affiliate links where we receive a small commission if you click one of those links to purchase one of the items mentioned. Uh, the commissions that we raise go towards improving RageWorks, equipment, etc. So by all means, please feel free to use those links to purchase any of the items discussed in this episode. We got one more RageWorks creator on deck, and that is going to be Josie's boy host of call me when it's over he'll definitely be one of our next creators on deck in a future episode of toys and tech of the trade uh, the next episode coming up will be with Greg Clunas, uh, author podcaster and just all around great guy we take a deep dive into the new book that he has hitting shelves this month as well as a host of other things uh, that's going to be our next episode hitting iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and all podcasting platforms. And lastly, I will mention that that will be the start of our new Tuesday uh, bi-weekly schedule for Toys and Tech of the Trade. We have lots on deck, lots of great creators from all different walks of life, whether it's bloggers, podcasters, video creators, pro wrestlers. Everybody has a unique story and has unique toys and tech of their trade. Last but not least, if you're interested in being on a future episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade, drop me a line, rich at rageworks.net, or use the contact form on the site. If you want to keep up with everything we're doing, you can follow us on social media. Our primary platforms are Facebook and Instagram, but we do engage on Twitter as well. If you're in the New York City area and you're going to be at Toy Fair next month, you can look for myself and Jimbo Slice on the show floor. Uh, covering all the latest toys heading our way in the coming year. All right, guys, thank you for taking the time to enjoy this episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade. And if you really want to help us out, drop a review on iTunes, Google Play, or the podcasting platform of your choice. We would really appreciate it. All right, guys, catch you on the next one. Peace. <laughs>